hello everybody welcome to another episode of mad mondays my name is marilyn chanel and i am your hostess and also the founder of minorities who are astonishingly driven scientists aka mad scientists and mad scientists is a nonprofit organization that aims to serve underrepresented minorities in STEM and teach them that they are graced to dominate STEM. So we are back and it is a new year and I just want to say happy new year again to every single one of you. And I want to ask a question before we get into it. I want to ask a question. What is a word that makes you feel the most comforted? Like, what is, what are some words that you just hear and you just automatically feel comfort? Like, the words together are just so comforting. It feels like a nice, big, warm blanket at the end of a long day. You got it? Can you think of it? I know for me, last week was a week that I was beginning to move. So if you don't know, I am someone, I'm a student in college. I am a senior and this is my last semester and I will be graduating with a bachelor's in chemistry in May. So woo! But yes, it has been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. I I can say that it has been a long time coming. I will be graduating and I was in the process of moving. And so I got here. Well, I got to my apartment this weekend. I moved in and it has been a ride. It's been a ride. I've had a lot of thoughts about how this move is going to be. And I've had a lot of thoughts about things going on, about becoming an adult. And I kind of felt like I already had some experience with that. But now I was just feel like it's starting to intensify now. Right. And I was just thinking. And one of three words that I hear and I just that stuck with me, especially last week. Was. I got you. I got you. It's literally. To me, one of the most comforting words to hear is, I got you, I got you, I got you. So like you're, imagine you're in line about to grab, I don't know, you're about to grab something, you fill your card up with things that you need, right? And you go into your pocket, you go into your purse, you grab your wallet, you grab your money, you grab your card, And you're pulling out your money or you're pulling out your card. And the person behind you says, oh, don't worry. I got you. Do you know how that feels? Especially if you've been in a drought. It's been like a tough time you've been going through. You're like, ah, dang. I'm like, ah, I can't buy this. I'm going to have to put this in my cart because I don't want to spend over my budget or I don't want to spend too much because I got to pay for this. I got bills right here. And you're, you're going through all these things, especially if you're going through one of those rough patches. So you really are trying to pinch when it comes to the money aspect 
or maybe you drop something and you're going to reach down for it and somebody says oh don't worry i got you and they pick it up for you and and maybe you had a whole lot of stuff in your hands so you probably would have dropped everything else had you tried to get that other thing but that person says don't worry i got you that relief you feel after hearing those words that joy you feel in the moment the happiness you feel in that moment is just like no other to me i love hearing i got you i got you i got you so just a little story i I talked about it a little bit a couple seconds ago and that was moving right and i and i had started to feel doubt i started to feel some doubt especially last week i'm finishing i'm approaching well literally today i will be starting my new class well a new semester for my last semester as a student in chemistry and so classes are about to start so i had to move in and so i've had to worry about paying rent and then having a car to drive when I'm up here because I have never had a car so I'm, I'm gonna need one in order to drive right now and I can feel the intensity of needing one right now so that and then of course having the daily things that you need you need to eat it's like oh my gosh I still gotta feed myself and you still have to wash so you're gonna need soap you're gonna need toothpaste you're gonna need deodorant <laughs> so you still have to kick out and get things for life and so one of the things that I've been feeling doubt in is in finances and then another area was just how is this last semester going to go I think those had to be one of the two major things and then just feeling doubt health-wise just making sure that I stay good health-wise because you know, if you turn on the news or you scroll on social media, you know, we we still are hearing about COVID. And so that has been another thing that I've been feeling a little shaky about. But one of the most comforting things is knowing that God says, I got you. So, for example, if I'm worried about my health and I'm feeling doubtful about my health, my heart health, my lung health, um, making sure that my immune system stays up, making sure that I I am just staying safe, but not but but not being so fearful that I'm staying away from the people I love because I still want to be around them. I still want to spend time with them. And it's just knowing that God says, I got you, even in those moments. So what this reminds me of is the trust fall. We've, I know a lot of us have been in moments where maybe you've been in class or you've been to some seminar or something, and then you've had to be paired up with a partner, and then you guys do the trust fall. And so you fall back, and your partner has to catch you, Right? And so the first thing you say to them is, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't drop me now. Or 
you say, you better not drop me. You better not drop me. And they respond with, I got you. I got you. I'm not going to drop you. I'm going to catch you. I'm right here. And then you go to fall. (laughs) And your partner's right there. You go to fall. And then right in the middle of it, you kind of do that step back where you're like, hold hold up. And you look back at them like, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. You look back with disbelief. And they're like, didn't I tell you I got you? Didn't I tell you I would catch you? Right? (laughs) Or imagine if the roles were switched. You would feel the exact same thing if your partner has to fall and you're the one to catch them. And you hear, don't drop me. And you're like, I got you, I got you, I got you. And then they go to fall and they do that little step back and they do that little look back right in the middle of their fall. And you're like, did I not just say I got you? Did I not just say I'm going to catch you? And when when I was thinking about this, I said, imagine how God feels. Imagine how God feels. So for me, being someone who is a student um, in STEM and pursuing a career in STEM, I've had a lot of these moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how things are going to play out. And then for this podcast, it's geared towards those people who are pursuing a career in STEM. So for those who God is calling to high heights, those who God is calling to be great people, those who God God is calling you to be forces, like powerful forces in STEM. He's calling you to dominate in STEM. So when God calls you to do something or he calls you to something and we have these moments, imagine how God feels. Imagine how God feels. All right, so let's just say we're geared towards helping people pursue their career in STEM or those who already have a career in STEM. And honestly, you don't even have to be in STEM. Maybe you just want to listen to the podcast, and that is okay too because a lot of these things can apply in any area of your life and whatever career you decide to go into. But imagine God calls you to be, let's say, a nurse, and you go into the hospitals And God is calling you to go into these hospitals and show his love. Show the love of God to those who are sick and those who are in need of healing. Or imagine if you're somebody who is a math whiz. You are, you just know how, you just have a way with numbers. And God is calling you to go into and help a business who is about to go under. Somebody has been laundering money. They've been stealing money under the table. This company is about to fail. And they're like, we've tried everybody. We've tried the top financial specialists. We've tried all these people. Can you please help us? And God is calling you to help people like them. He's blessed you. He's helped you. Don't think that your gift in whatever area, science, technology, engineering, math, don't think that whatever your gift is, that you have it just for no reason. God is calling you to do something with it. He's calling you to help people. He's calling you to help these people, right? And so 
imagine if you have you're that person who's in math or you're that person who's that nurse and you're scared but God is calling you to help God is calling you to reach out your hand and he's going to use you to get through to those people and a lot of times the thing that God is calling you to do may seem scary just like falling back Just like when we have a partner and we're told, fall into your partner's hands. That's scary. Just like falling back. But here's the thing, though. It's so much easier to do it whenever it's a physical person as opposed to doing it with God. Because when you have God, you can't see him. You can't feel him. When you have your physical partner, you can literally look back, turn your head, reach and say, all right, all right, I see my partner. You can put your hand back, feel them. All right, all right, so you're going to catch me. You can touch them. You can feel them. You can see them. But it's a little bit harder with God because when you look back, you don't see him. When you pray or you talk or you like, you don't hear anything. You don't feel anything. And so it's a little bit harder and it's just like falling back, except it is a little bit harder. But just like when your partner says, I got you. God is saying the same thing. I got you. God has never failed. God has never failed me. He has not and he will not. And God has never failed and he won't do it. He has not. And he will not. I want you to imagine, right? You and your partner are doing this trust fall. And it's been seven. Maybe y'all have done this for seven times. Eight times. Nine times. Y'all have done this trust fall multiple times, right? And every single time you do it, you catch your partner. Every single time. You catch your partner every single time. You never allow your partner to hit the ground. You never allow your partner to hit the ground. Never. And imagine that even on the 15th time that you guys have done this, your partner is still looking back saying, hold up, hold up, hold up. I just want to make sure you, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure you catch me. I just want to make sure you got me. I just want to make sure I can see that your hands are out to catch me, right? Isn't that so offensive? Like, imagine imagine you as their partner. Wouldn't you get offended? Like, have you not seen me catch you the previous 14 times? You really think I'm going to drop you the 15th time? You really think I'm going to drop you? But isn't it offensive when somebody has fallen multiple times and you've caught them? Wouldn't your response be, I've never allowed you to fall before, so why would I let you fall now? I didn't allow you to fall the previous 14 times. Why would I Why would I just so happen to allow you to fall this 15th time? I want to tell you about some common worries that we, as those who are pursuing a career in STEM, are those, or those who are already, who may already have a career in STEM. Some common worries that we may have are money. 
money, just like me, as I was talking about previously. Maybe you may have a worry about money or they, or you may know somebody pursuing a career in STEM who has a worry about money. It could be maybe they're worried about how much money they're going to make. Maybe they're in school, maybe they're not in school because you don't always have to go to school, go to college in order to pursue a career in STEM. There's some careers that you, you really don't have to go to college for. And maybe they're just worried about how much money they're going to make in their field. And maybe that can be a concern for them. Maybe that can be a worry for them. Maybe they could say, because I didn't go to college, I'm worried that I won't make as much because I didn't go to college. Or maybe they could be worried about how tuition is going to be paid. Maybe they could be worried about how are they going to have money after paying for tuition or maybe maybe they're worried about after paying for housing how they're going to eat maybe they're worried about how they're going to buy some work clothes for their new internship some work clothes for their new job they, they may have another worry could be finding a job it could be finding a job it may be hard finding a job that is the right fit for you it could be hard, or even people you know, it could be hard finding a job. Even now, with, it seems that there's a, 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 like everybody quitting. It seems that you see now hiring, now hiring, now hiring everywhere. But it still could be hard to find a job that is the right fit for you. And it still could be hard to find a job that God is saying, this is the one that I need you at. This is, this is where I've placed you. Sometimes that could be hard. And sometimes that could be something that causes us to worry Cause you want a job that you're in the right placement, you have the right payment <laughs> and you have a comfortable work environment. Another worry that those pursuing a career in STEM or people are who already have a career in STEM is maybe prejudices. Maybe you're worried about how others will receive you in the field because you're the only one who looks like you or you're the only one who talks like you. And another worry could be feeling inadequate. Maybe you don't know enough. Or maybe you feel like you don't know enough. Maybe you think you, you need a little bit more experience. You need a little bit more knowledge on this thing. And so you can feel inadequate. And maybe all of those things combined, you just have worry after worry after worry after worry. And I know we talked about the trust fall and how... Even God does that with us about <laughs> where he says and he has that that heart of knowing that he's going to keep us in all areas. In all areas, in all areas of our lives. So I want to just pull in. I want to pull in something that you can hold on to. Maybe maybe you're in a season of your life where. You are needing to hear the words, I got you. Or you're needing to feel the words, I got you. Because I'm, I'm there right now. I'm not talking about last year, last semester. I'm not and I'm not going to put this episode out after I graduate and then say, oh, yeah, y'all, by the way, a year ago when I was dealing with it. No, no, no. I'm talking about this right now, like as I'm living in it. And I'm having to hear the words and be comforted by the words, I got you. So here's something that you can hold on to. So I'm going to pull out 
from the Bible some scriptures. And if you want to turn to it now or just read about it and turn to it later, it's going to be Matthew 6. Matthew 6, I'm going to start at verse 25 and end at verse 33. And so what Matthew is... All right, so in Matthew 6, Matthew is a disciple of Jesus, right? And so before Matthew became a disciple, he was a tax collector. And tax collectors in the Bible were usually hated. And I mean hated because a lot of them were dishonest and would take too much. And so a lot of people did not want anything to do with tax collectors. It's kind of like today. None of us want to pay taxes, Raise your hand if you want to pay taxes. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure you did not raise your hand. But that's the thing. A lot of tax collectors were hated. But Matthew was a former tax collector. And he became a disciple of Jesus. So God can use you. Regardless of your past. Regardless of what you've done. <laughs> regardless if people have hated you. God can still use you. Just like somebody like Matthew. Alright, but what Matthew is doing is... Matthew is telling the story of Jesus about the things that he's done, things that he's done, things that he said. And so this is what we have. So in Matthew 6, verse 25, that's where I'm going to start. And I'm telling you, this is going to apply to I got you. Hear, hear how Jesus is talking about how God has us. All right. So let's start. So Matthew 6, verse 25, start quote. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you more far more valuable to him than they are can all your worries add a single moment to your life end quote i just want you to think about that What really stuck out to me was looking at the birds and then hearing, aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Aren't we more valuable to God than birds? If you look at the birds, they don't, they don't, you don't really see birds worrying about food. It seems, I mean, at least to me, I mean, I'm not in their head, but (laughs) it doesn't seem that they worry about food. They go chirping and flying. They look for food, but they don't worry about food. And God feeds them. They still have a chance to eat. They still feed their babies. And I see it as, aren't we more valuable to God than the birds? God cares about them. So what makes you think that he, if he allows them to be fed, what makes you think that he won't do the same for you? 
And I could just remember that during the pandemic, during the lockdown, there was some time, like it, it was a time. I know it was a time for a lot of us. There was a time where I've, I've, ha- I've seen this happen. Now, I, t- I will tell you, I may not have been eating a five-star full-course meal, but I still was fed. God still made sure that I had food. And I've heard the same thing when I've talked to friends and I've talked to other people about how the lockdown impacted them. And the same thing happened. They, they were still taken care of. And the same thing happens for us. There's no need for us to worry about these things. He takes care of the birds. So what makes you think that he won't take care of you? And let's keep going. Let's go to verse 28. Start quote. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wild flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow he will certainly care for you why do you have so little faith end quote i was struck with this question why do you have so little faith and let's go back if god cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and gone tomorrow. You know how we pick up wildflowers and we throw them and we're like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. And then we throw it back on the ground. We've, we've plucked up a flower and we just throw it away, throw, throw it somewhere. God cares for those flowers. And he, and he cares about the, the ones with the pretty colors and he created them. He clothed them. He, he made them beautiful and he cares for them. And it's like, why, why do we not think that he will do the same thing for us? Why do we have such little faith about God doing the same thing for us? And let's keep going. <laughs> All right. So Matthew 6, verse 31. So don't worry about these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? End quote. I want to add something to this. I want you to apply whatever it is that you have been dealing with into this question, right? That we all have, that we all may have asked in some time or another. So for example, so don't worry about these things saying, hmm, what will we eat? What will I do about next semester? What will I do about finding a job? What will I do about my tech company? I'm not getting as much business. What will I do about my team? Our team is starting. We have this big project and we don't know how to we don't know how to navigate it. What will I do about paying tuition? What will I do about providing for my family? It's during COVID time. I lost my other job. What will I do? I'm starting to feel inadequate on the job and people are looking at me like I'm crazy. People are looking at me and they're, they're thinking I'm the underdog. What will I do about about having food on the table? What will I do? I want you to insert whatever your question is, whatever your worried field question is. What will I do about 
finding a place to stay? What will I do about paying rent? What will I do about finding a car? What will I do about paying for food? What, whatever it is. And let's read this again. So Matthew 6 verse 31. Start quote. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. End quote. Let's talk about that. A lot of times when we have questions like that, it's rooted in us not believing fully in that thing. So so imagine, think about your, your, your fall with your partner, the trust fall with your partner, right? Your partner asks you before they even fall, hey, uh, what will you do if I fall? Or, hey, you going to catch me? Or what you going to do when I fall? You going to catch me? <laughs> no, like seriously, are you going to catch me? So we, ha- we have these questions because why? For one, you're looking forward and you're having to trust that your part and you're having to fall and trust that your partner is going to catch you. And so you turn and ask them, are you going to catch me? What are you going to do when I fall? So we have these same questions because we don't fully believe that when we fall, we're going to be caught. Because maybe it's your first time falling with this person. Maybe this is your first partner, right? And you don't really know them like that. Or y'all haven't really done this trust fall a lot. So you are a little worried. You're, you don't have as much belief in them catching you. So you ask these questions. And to be honest, even after you've fallen multiple times, remember previously when I talked about that example, when you've done the trust fall with this person 14 times and it's your 15 time for, for you to catch them and they're still looking back with unbelief about whether you're going to catch them or not. It doesn't matter how many times you've caught them. They still have a little bit of unbelief about whether you're going to catch them this time. So let's continue. So I'm going to be starting from Matthew 6, verse 32. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. End quote. So even in these moments when we're feeling like this. We know that sometimes it can be rooted in a little bit of unbelief. But what God is telling us to do is to seek him, seek his kingdom about what it is that we should do, about who it is that we should be. And on this podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that, about how to do that. But I wanted to talk about this, about God having us when we fall. God having us when we don't know what's next. God having us when we don't know where the resources are going to come from, but we know we are in need of them. But God has you. God has you. 
And I wanted to bring this, especially to those pursuing a career in STEM. God has you. Maybe you are somebody who is applying for grad school. Maybe you're somebody who is a med- maybe you're a medical student. Maybe you're a doctor and you're stressed out about COVID cases. You're stressed out about your COVID patients. You're stressed out about catching COVID yourself and bringing it back to your family. You are somebody pursuing a career in STEM and you have a tech company or you, you're about to do a tech startup. Maybe you aren't the best coder. Maybe you are an engineer and you, you maybe you're new. Maybe you're new there and you don't know really how to navigate the projects. Maybe you're somebody in math and maybe you don't feel the smartest. Whatever it is you are, whatever it is you have, whatever it is you do, God has you. God has you. And you don't have to continue to worry about whether he's going to look out for your career, whether he's going to look out for your job, how you're going to pay for school, how you're going to eat, how how things are going to work out. How you're going to be received on the job, how you're going to be received once you step out and start that new thing that you're called to do. God has you. If he has the birds, the lilies, you don't think he's going to have you? You don't think he's going to have you? And one of the most comforting words to hear And that God says, and this, and when I read this, these, this text, all I can think of is I got you. I got you. I already had the lilies. I already got the birds. I got you. I've taken care of them every single day. So why do you not think I have you? One of the most comforting words to hear. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. So I want you to think about this. Take this with you. Take this with you. Wherever you are in your journey, as you are pursuing a career in STEM, or you are building your career in STEM, you're, you're already in your career. You're still trying to grow in it. Take this with you. God has you. I got you. If he's called you to it, he got you. He got you. I mean, sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes when you're about to fall and you really don't feel your partner there. And, and maybe the first time they caught you, they caught you further up. So that felt a little bit more promising. But maybe after a couple times, they start to catch you a little bit further down. And so you feel the fall a little bit more. And so you start to, to feel like, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, are they going to catch me this time? God has you. God has you. He got you. And this ain't just for y'all. This is, this is for me too. He, he got me. He got me. He got you. <laughs> So this has been another episode of Mad Mondays and I want you to take this with you. I got you. I got you. Don't forget to us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mad Scientist SC and meet your girl at Marilyn Chanel on Instagram. Remember, we are graced to dominate 
STEM. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will be back to you guys for yet another episode. I love you. Bye.